This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's up? It's your boy, the Ted Smith from the men's room. And did you know I have a podcast? Well, I do. The podcast. New episodes uploaded every Wednesday on the Odyssey app. 99.9 KISW. We return to the men's room with Miles and Thrill. Our question, what part of you got uh, grabbed, stuck, or trapped? Ironically enough, we were talking to our uh, buddy Matt. He does uh, mornings over at the Wolf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, he is originally from Phoenix, Arizona. All right. So the question is, all right, how hot is it really there in the summertime? He said this year alone, they had about 40 days of heat that was over 110 degrees. If not hot. Yeah. You can't, and I said, can you leave the house if you're living there? You cannot leave the house. Everyone's trapped inside. It's like, well, what if you had a pool? Water's too hot if you had a pool here. He had a very explicit way of describing that. But yeah, it's like the pool's not worth getting I cannot imagine being trapped in your house for about a month or a month and a half just because it's so hot you can't leave. And he pointed out he was there with two little kids. They couldn't go outside. And the way they do their school system there, I think it's nine weeks on, six weeks off. Right? (laughs) So I want to say during the nine weeks that they should have been on, most of those weeks they were off. So he's like, dude, it was awful. That you yeah. are trapped in your mm-hmm. house for 40 days. I would, I, would go, I would go absolutely nuts. Yes. What uh, what part of you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803, right? I mean, it's like snowstorms, right? Like, Seattle doesn't get too many, like, real bad ones. Sure. But, like, even the last year we were in Baltimore, remember, it snowed, like, two feet. Like, that storm was a bitch. And it sucked. Mm-hmm. Right. And, like, the first couple days, you're like, ooh, snow day. And you get to, like, that third day, and you're like, all right, I I'm need to get this. Yeah, and, like, where we lived at Charles Village, like, none of the trucks came through. So, like, I remember going to the grocery store, and we were we were legit getting kind of nervous. Like, I think almost an ice storm is worse. Because you also have right, the, you you also have the possibility of, of your power going out. Like, if a tree I mean, look, limb falls on it or something like that. You're right. The ice storm last year, that was December it 23rd. Was, I thought I was going to die just walking down the street to pick up stuff that I needed. Oh, I didn't leave my house. Yeah. And my buddy did. He slipped. And kind of slid down the street on his back a little bit, and I think an older woman laughed at him, and I and I was laughing at because he he came back in. Like I told you not to leave. It's a sheet of ice. It is. It is. My yeah. problem was I had my freaking dog. Like, look, I would not have gone outside, but it's like, oh my god, like you have to go out. I get it, man. But got the stairs in front of my house. They weren't too bad because they're covered. But as soon as I hit the driveway, there's a little slope. I mean, instantly I'm on my ass. And even though it's maybe a three degree angle to go down. Mm-hmm. You slide all the way down to the street. And I had and salt. there's nothing I, I, I could I had, do. I had an old bag of salt that I'd had for a couple of years in my garage. What, the last time that was a nice didn't do anything? No. <laughs> they didn't even cut through it. I mean, right. it was just like, it was just like, ha, ha, right. I mean, the it's only... ice was like an inch and a half thick. Right. The only thing we got we were lucky with was, remember, around 7 or 8 p.m., it warmed up above freeze and it started yeah. raining. So it got rid of it. Then you had some cool flooding. 
<laughs> uh, but you're right. Ice storms are impossible. You, I mean, I remember living in Maryland once, and we got like that sleet kind of ice storm. The, uh-huh. the wintry mix is what they would call it. Right. And my street, like it wasn't a big hill, so it's Maryland, but there was a hill. So I got out my sled. I was like, I'm going to try it out. I mean, I, I just didn't stop going. Yeah, I was going to say, I, once I, you go, man. I feel like it took me. Like, <laughs> like my parents aren't home. It's just me out. <laughs> like, it, it took me a minute to get back home. Yeah. <laughs> what, uh, what part of you got uh, grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Dana. Welcome to the men's room. Hi, guys. How you doing? Hola. Hola. Oh, boy. What, what uh, part I was of on you? the ferry. All right. A couple months ago. Going to from Bremerton to uh, the fish show in Seattle. Oh, nice! And it ran aground. Oh, the ferry ran aground. The ferry ran aground. Yeah, I was with about five friends, and the lights flickered once, and then they flickered again, and then you could hear the engine just totally go off. And then you heard the captain say, "Prepare for impact." Oh, wow! And so. We ran to the front to see what we were going to impact. Wait, you, <laughs> ran, you ran in the direction of the thing you're going to hit. All right. Yeah, yeah. I like to have fun. <laughs> well, yeah, you so, were going to a fish show. That's a good point. <laughs> right. <laughs> so we just kind of slid into onto the ground, but we were still like 20 feet away from the shore. Right. So nobody could get off the boat. The people in the house that we were aiming for, they, like, ran out of their house because it was this big, huge mansion, and we were just, like, they thought we were coming through them. Now, was this because of, the like, a King Low Tide or something? Or what What, what was the... No, power it, shut off. there was an engine problem. Oh, I was, okay. All right. All right, Dana, so, I got I got to ask you. Yeah. I, I have been to a fish show or two before. Uh, on the ferry ride, had anybody, let's say, ingested anything before this happened? I have no idea what you're talking about. So yes, <laughs> so no one was, no one was, no one was foggy rather ground. Well, I'd be like, oh man, so, this isn't good. So we, they made us all put life vests on, and then they tried to figure out what to do with everybody on the boat. So they pulled the tug up, and then they realized they couldn't tow us to any place because we were in the tide was coming out. Ah, and so we were like stuck in the muck so we waited for about an hour and a half and then we realized they were bringing a a kids up fast ferry so my husband and i decided we were just going to go down and see what was going on they they didn't want anybody going down to their cars but he kind of went down there so he could get his six pack of beer and his cup so he could keep our you know, our party going. Okay. So they ended up taking people. We had to leave our car on the ferry, and they took people off the ferry with the fast ferry and brought them back to Bremerton. So you went back to where you started from. Yeah, which sucked for the poor people that lived in Seattle. Why did they make that decision? Why would you make that decision? Because obviously everyone on that ferry was headed to Seattle. That's why they were on the ferry. So why would you take them back to the place they started? That doesn't make sense to me. I don't know, but that's what they ended up doing. All right. Did you so, make it to the fish the show? Day, well, the next day they told us we could pick up our cars in the morning. So we went home and I called my buddy and I said, hey, will you give my 
these guys are right. I'll give you my tip. We can see the last hour of the fish show. Well, when we got up, well, my friends might have taken the life preserver. So they went to the fish show with the life preservers on. <laughs> people, people thought they were crazy. Yeah. But this man with a laminate came up and said, what's up with the life jackets? And he said, did you hear about the ferry that got ran ground? Well, we were on that. And he's like, really, where are you sitting? And he says, up here in the nosebleed seats. And they escorted all five of my friends down to really good seats. Oh, nice. So, so something good comes out of something bad. Here's my question for you. How long, from the moment the captain says brace for impact, how long do you have before impact happens? Oh, it wasn't very long at all. It was probably maybe a minute. So what? Right. Did, how, how did you find? Did you did you find out how they got the thing unstuck? I mean, you can't. Probably got to wait for the tide to come back. Is there a tugboat? You can't wait for the tide to go out. Yeah. All right. So it's just then they brought there. the tugboat, but then the tide was going out. So it's like, well, we can't help you at this point. So you got to what? Wait twelve hours? Let the tide roll back in? Then right. go grab it? Damn. Get it? I'd be so pissed if I had to go back to Bremerton. It's nothing against Bremerton, like, <laughs> dude. I left Bremerton. I'm headed to see it. Everyone on this boat is going to the same place. Which is over here, mm -hmm. and we're we're close. Obviously, we're running around. Why are you taking us all back to the place that we started? Man? I always have. Uh, I know the ferry system is very reliable, and we're one of the few cities that actually has something like that as far as public transportation is concerned. But I'm telling you, I just have the worst luck. What on ferries? Whether it's just the line is five miles long to get on, sure, it, or sure. I, I miss it, or whatever the deal is. There's, it just always seems to be something. It's, it's never really the. The ferry's fault. I just don't. I didn't know I needed to get there an hour early to wait in line or whatever the deal was. Yeah, depending on the day where you're what going, what side you're coming from. Yeah, at least like sometimes I get bummed out when I see that my light rail train going by. You know, like as I'm walking. I know, just irritate you. Like, but that's something. only ten minutes. Like nothing is worse than the ferry, and you're like they cut you, they cut it off the line before you get there. Yep. But nothing is more exhilarating. I've only done it like twice. Me and my buddy pulled in, and they're like, all right, last card. We're like, oh, yeah, yeah, all right. Flip off the people behind you. <laughs> Suck it. Suck it. <laughs> Hello, Greg. <laughs> Welcome to the men's room. Hola, bitches. Hola. So this is a pretty simple story. I imagine this happened to hundreds of people. I can't imagine I'm the only idiot in the world. But uh, so Now I, I really hope that you are. <laughs> Just after you said we'll that. Let, we'll let you know. <laughs> So I grew up in Vegas riding dirt bikes all the time. And uh, in my early 20s, we went out dirt bike riding the dunes by the Air Force Base. And it was hot, summer day, drinking beers. One of my buddies brought one of those old three-wheelers with the big, huge, fat wheels, you yeah. know, the ATCs. Yep. And it was, uh, it was automatic, no clutch. So you just put it in gear and mm -hmm. go. Press the little button on the right. Yeah, yeah. And so I decided, yeah, I'll give it a try. And I'm riding it around a little and... Well, you know, I'm a dirt bike rider, so I go into a turn and throw my foot down. Well, I'll be damned if that big back wheel didn't grab my heel, roll up my leg, rip me off the bike, run me over, and keep going. Mm. <laughs> that's, that's a good look, man. There's a reason they banned those things. Yeah. Yeah. Those things are death traps. Absolutely. <laughs> so but, were you pinned underneath a three-wheel? Oh, it kept on going. Oh, no, no, no. It, it ran me over, and it kept going because, you know, it was idle speed. It kept going until it hit a little uphill dune and stopped, and, and I had to run over and get it. And everybody's, everybody's watching, so that was awesome. How much farther did it, did it go before it came to a stop? 
about another 50 feet. All right. <laughs> Man, those things were death traps when I was a kid. Yeah, I mean, they were. Yeah. As long as they exist, they're pretty much the death trap. That's why they said the hell of that. Went to the four-wheeler we know now. You know, but the problem is, man, as a little kid, you used to get the big wheel, so you're like, three mm-hmm. wheels is the way to go. Kids on tricycles, yeah. right? You're telling me it's safe. When I started playing golf, that's all the golf carts. They were they had like oh, yeah, a handlebar in the middle, not even on the side as far as the steering column. It was just a big thing that you went like this. Yeah. Man, you... you there, were, there was a number of times that uh, a, a golf cart uh, went over on its side. Just coming down a hill, going around a turn, yep. anything like that. It would, poof, and you just bail out and you're gone. Golf carts are just like, like I've only known the four-wheel ones. Yeah. But like back in the day when I was like in high school, and like, like you could, there was still some public courses where you could take the uh, governor cap off the, the engine. Yeah. And those yeah. things would fly. But people were always getting messed up. Of course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What, uh, what part have you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Jeremy. Welcome to the men's room. So I was running a portage in a sawmill, and I reached down to grab a scrap piece of wood and throw it behind me, and I stuck my finger in the dry sprocket and was running the camelback chains, and it kind of changed me down. Did a half somersault, landed on my side, and, uh, yeah, I looked at my glove, backside of my hand, and it was already blood, and uh, went up, honked my horn, got my... We saw a guy's attention, held my hand up, and kind of did this funky chicken dance. And everybody knew what happened. Uh, was wondering what happened, and uh, I still didn't look at it yet until I got to the hospital. And the guy that brought me to there handed the doctor a bag with some ice. I go, oh, "What was that?" Goes, well, it was part of your finger, man. Oh, said, oh Jesus! Crap. Oh no, dude! <laughs> so you didn't know that it wasn't I attached? Out. Yeah, so I, I had to look at it. It was just a bone. Tip sticking up out, of, you know, and just pulled everything right off the tip. Jeez, right the a whiz. Golly. Oh, man. How's your finger now? Uh, it's a little stubby. It's, it's a little stubby. stubby. Yeah. All right. That sounds about right. Yeah. I guess you got lucky, though. Could have been worse. I just brought it home and soaked in cider. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. That That's terrifying stuff to me. Yeah, it's, it's like absolutely well, terrifying. I mean, look, we, 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 we read everything in the news. And, and some stories we don't even bring them up because they're just so disgusting. So graphic. Like, about, we kind of want to, but they're, they're yeah, bad. People who end up in chippers accidentally. People who end up in vats of acid. People who fall into, you know, just bad situations. Not the way you would ever want to go. No. Most of these, are, you definitely don't want to go like this. I, I will say that when I read through a lot of these stories, I'm more than happy to be bald. Yeah. Right? I want oh, so yeah, many yeah, of yeah. them. And it's just people doing regular, normal stuff. Have you ever seen that show, like, I Shouldn't Have Survived? Oh, yeah. I can't, yeah, like, I watched one of them. Basically, it's a dude that's like a teenager. He lives on a farm, like, in the middle of nowhere. Like, let's just call it Iowa, Nebraska. One of those places. <laughs> so, like, his parents are gone or whatever. So, like, his dad's just like, hey, can you run the normal chores? And it's like, sure. And it's so, thank you. It's some machine he has run, like, a hundred times. But for whatever reason, this day... His shirt gets caught in it. Oh, God. The thing's going. Yeah, and it rips his arms off. Both oh, my of God. Both of them. Right. Yeah, and he wakes up to, like, the dog licking his, and he's like, what is going on? Like, why can't it? And it's like, it's hard. I mean, he basically has to, like, like a worm or a snake, like, waddle his way to the house or some crap. So mm-hmm. the worst one I've seen, and it, it, I don't know if it's the same show. There's, like, two of them. I can't believe I survived or I shouldn't be yeah. alive. And it's this dude, and they do a documentary style. So it's this bald dude, and you see him sit down in a chair. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think he has an arm, and he can't tell about his legs. Long story short, he is like a survivalist, and in retirement, what he has done, he takes people on tours of 
whatever river it is, wherever in Africa. And he's dealt with hippos a million times, and he explains, like, look, man, you know, they're volatile beasts. Everyone knows that, but there's, there's ways to kind of get around them, blah, blah, blah. Not on this day. So <laughs> the guy in the canoe in front of him, who was also pretty experienced, gets blown out of his canoe, lands in water. So he is trying to pull his buddy into his canoe before the hippo circles back. Then the hippo goes past his buddy and swallows this guy. He's like, I just remember, I feel pressure. Everything's black. Right. Like, so, and as he explains it, I realize at this moment, I'm inside of the hippo's mouth. But the way he has him pressed down, all of his limbs, he's like, I couldn't mm-hmm. do anything. All my limbs are pressed down. He's like, you know, as you'd imagine, the hippo's pretty tight grip. And he was completely in the mouth. So, no, oh, no, no, no. He was head first in the mouth. And I want to say, like, his one leg was sticking out like a toothpick. All right. All right. Swung him around a little bit. He does not remember anything after that. He goes unconscious. Basically, he wakes up. His buddies are around him. He's now in dry land. He's like, what happened? And they're like, you were in the hippo's mouth for a hot minute. We started beating this thing with oars and all the rest of this to piss it off. It just kind of let you go. And we pulled you to shore. But, yeah, he lost his arm and I believe one of his wow. legs. Wow. In a hippo's mouth, man. Head first. Well, you're talking about hair. Yeah. Uh, they say this is the horrifying moment a woman got her hair caught in a Ferris wheel. God. Leaving her trapped in an agony 25 feet above the ground at an Indian amusement park. Video shows a group of men. They're balancing on the ride's metal frame and frantically trying to free the woman and her hair from being tangled in the Ferris wheel. She screamed in agony as her hair became entangled in a huge structure uh, with a festival goer uh, seen unable to move at all. So this was in northern India. If you're from India, I'm going to butcher a lot of these towns' names. Uh, the Ferris wheel, two members of the staff and another man made the perilous ascent. So they basically free-climbed it just to reach the woman. Come on, they had to stop the Ferris wheel first. Yeah. This thing scooped her ass off the ground. Then they tried to saw through her hair with a knife as another man stands in the compartment holding the woman's head. Uh, the incident, which could have been fatal, happened at the Indian town of Dwarka during the Shireshwar Carnival. In the northwestern Indian state of Gujarat. Come on, man. You've been flowing like butter. I know. Uh, the panic woman was left uh, trapped and unable to move an inch. God. Uh, she was eventually released after her rescuers managed to disentangle her hair. They said they managed to cut it using a knife, and she was finally uh, free. Uh, Think about that, man. I didn't do that but, to a kid's hair and uh, one of those trampolines. You know, with, like, the nets around them? Yeah. Yeah, the one kid starts screaming, it's like, what's going on? But her hair got caught in the zipper when oh, they went man. back in. And same thing, right? The, the, girl, the girl's like four, so she's sure. kind of squirming around. I'm like, you've got to calm down. Right. Like, just stay still. But after a while, I couldn't get it out. I looked around. There was no parents. <laughs> I just took out my keys and cut her hair. <laughs> <laughs> Sent her on her way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was in their backyard. Right. How does this four-year-old explain what happened to her parents? Well, it wasn't like a huge chunk. I, and I was like, I just made a, I made a, a business decision, yeah, we'll say. Did. I'm right there with you, man. I'm like, here we gonna Because it was one of those things, like, <laughs> there was a birthday party going on inside. I had been elected. to. I was like, oh, God. and no worries. I'll watch the kids. Now I'm actually watching the Huskies versus Ducks on my phone. And and I can see them in the trampoline. And then they start screaming. It's panic. I said, hang on. I got it. And then I, yeah, I couldn't couldn't free her. So I just finally just said, got a little chunk of hair. She'll be fine. (laughs) What part of you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. 
It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. 99.9 KISW. The Men's Room returns with Miles and Thrill. Oh, man. We're only uh, a few weeks out here. Live day goes to prom night. That is a Friday night, November 17th. So Kwame Casino. We're taking it live. We're doing it tonight this time. A little prom festivities. All the costumes, the music, all the bands, uh, the hosts, the sound effects, uh, every commercial, every sound you hear. Mm-hmm. Produced and generated from uh, real live people. I know. It's kind of a cool thing, man. Yeah, it's very cool. Uh, BJ and Migs will go on around 7-ish or so. We're going to come on uh, right after it. So instead of doing the two shows throughout the day as we normally do, we're taking it to prom night this year. All the details and tickets at KISW.com. It's going to be a great time if you don't have a ticket. uh, Check that out now. On our question, what part of you got uh, grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Here's one that you'll love, Miles. This is from Way High Window Guy. says, my hair got caught in my descent device. I was propelling it down a 24-story building when my hair got caught in my rope. I tried to use soap and water. That didn't work. Finally, I decided to pull it out. Ripped out a big chunk of my hair. Ooh. Here's one. Anyone that's been around kids, this is not shocking. My nephew got his hand stuck in a vacuum cleaner at one years old. She had to go to the hospital. And then here's one that's kind of terrifying. I had a brain tumor. And after one of the surgeries, my brain surgeon had left a tube in my brain. I had to go to a new brain surgeon to get it removed. And right before they take me back into the OR, my new brain surgeon said he hoped he would be able to take it out within, without any gray matter. I was lucky. I survived getting it put in, and hopefully I would survive getting it taken out. Gray matter, meaning the actual brain. Yeah. I mean, I guess they have to tell you that, but like, hey, docs, don't. You know, like, we know legally. You never know, man. Maybe you get that taken out, you can speak like fluent French. That's weird when that happens to people. <laughs> or you get like an English accent. Something, something bizarre will happen. Well, there's people like, I don't know, man. They, they got like struck by lightning and suddenly they know a language they never knew before. What's up? What part of you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. I mean, the trauma part of whatever happened to you would suck. Mm-hmm. That would be kind of awesome to wake up one day and just be fluent in something. Yeah, be like, I'm mm-hmm. fluent in 15 languages. How did you learn? Oh, I was hit by a truck. <laughs> That's my secret. Hello, David. Welcome to the men's room. Hola, liquor and whores. Liquor and whores. So, back when I was about 20 or so, uh, we had, you know, the little banquet candles? They're like a gel that you set on fire to keep your food warm? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so I was Sternos, just I believe they're called. Yeah, something like that. I was trying to remember. Uh, so, I just was setting it on fire, putting it out with my hand, setting it back on fire, putting it out with my hand. Eventually, it just sucked onto my the palm of my hand, <laughs> and it... It burnt two perfect circles into the palm of my hand. So I had two big blisters and two perfect circles on the palm of my hand. And you couldn't and pull just, it off? Not not until it was already burnt. 
say. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> so, yeah, dumbass being stoned and burning stuff and, yep, two perfect circles in my hand. Do you still have the scars? Then, no, no, no more scars. They went away eventually. Just two big blisters that eventually went away. How long did you have and the then, scars? Oh, God. I don't know. A couple of years, four or five years probably, minimum. Okay. And it didn't hurt or nothing after the, the blisters popped, but it was just just scars there for a while. Yeah, and when and you're messed I, up, I was going to say, the first time I went to a hookah lounge, mm-hmm. I was dad already had a few beverages, and I did sure. not realize you're supposed to use tongs. And I just grabbed, oh my God. I grabbed that coal to, like, move it. And, I mean, same thing. Within two seconds, I mean, just giant blisters on my on my pointer finger and my thumb. But at least this guy was choosing to be stupid. You know, mm-hmm. like, I know yeah. it's on fire. And, and, and you, Ted, it's a hot coal. I All didn't right, know how right. it worked. <laughs> yeah. Seriously, I, I didn't realize I, it was a hot coal. I was just like... Oh, I'll just move this one. Well, when I was when I was canoeing in Canada, the, the same thing. We we terrible storm. We had to get on an island. We mm-hmm. needed to get off that lake because the waves were getting pretty testy. And I jump out and I go knee deep in mud. Pull the canoes up, and now we're basically just trying to set up some type of shelter. Sure. So that takes and just to set up the tents, to set up a tarp, to just get everything together. That takes about an hour. Now I don't realize that my legs are covered in leeches. Right. At that point in time, it's dark. It's rainy. I can't, you know, I'm, I'm covered in mud. I, I can't really see what's going on. But those bad boys left marks. Do they? Oh, yeah. Oh, they, 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 I would think they have yeah, to. Yeah, they do. So, like, how big have, is the mark? Because basically what it, they insert, like, their hook teeth. So you can't just yank them and, out. Right? And it took, uh, there, was, there was a couple problems with the entire situation. The first problem was, was this was like day two or three of an 11-day trip. Right. How they had to get them off was they had to take the tub they brought, and I'm sure you remember this if you grew up in a poor house like I did, a country crock butter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And that's what we used to cook with. Yep. However, the country crock butter was the only thing that could smother these leeches. So most of the stuff that we needed to make and use butter, now we're, now we're, on, now we're in butter shortage land. Are people mad at you because leech legs because over there? most of the butter or the margarine was used to smother the leeches so that they would let go because right. they can't breathe. So people were not happy with me just based on the fact that none of the food had any buttery flavor to like, it. I'm sorry I like, got leeches, like guys. When you need to cook fish in a pan or whatever you call it, like, no right. butter. This is not good. What, uh, what part of you got uh, grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROG. Hello, David. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. Hola. Hey, so this one wasn't actually me, but I used to be an EMT back 15-something years ago, and we got dispatched at like 3 in the morning for a non-medical extraction, which I had never been dispatched to before in my life, and it was in the middle of a parking lot uh, in like a business complex. So it's 3 a.m. I think it was a Saturday night or a Sunday night. So nobody's there. Uh, so me and my partner roll in there and we're looking around and we don't find anybody. There's no lights on. There's no vehicles anywhere. Uh, so we're kind of driving around in circles waiting for the fire department to get there with us. And I look over out of the corner of my eye. I see one of those big donation stations, the kind that they put up in the parking lot that are like eight feet tall. Yeah. Uh, and there's two legs sticking straight up in the air out of this donation station. So this guy had apparently crawled in there to try and steal some clothes out of this thing at like 10 o'clock the night before. And he'd been stuck in there upside down for five hours. Oh, my God. And then a parking lot cleaner came through and saw the guy. Didn't went through, cleaned the parking lot, and then called nine one one and left. <laughs> didn't try to help him get out. Nope, didn't try to help him get out. Did clean the parking lot with the little sweeper truck, whatever, and then took off. <laughs> what? Uh, how, how, what, what? I mean, do you think do you think he knew he was still alive? 
Uh, I'm not sure. Well, let me ask I you this. Assume, I would assume so because he didn't seem super worried about it. How how disoriented are you when you have all that blood rushing to your head if you've been upside down for five hours? Like when you when you got him out of there, was he even able to stand or did he? How, how disoriented was, was he? Uh, he was pretty disoriented at first. I think he passed out for a while. Uh, um, I don't think so. He, I was pretty sure he was also pretty intoxicated. So I would think both of those things are true. Yeah, I don't yeah, know if that he helps dove, or hurts. Yeah, he dove first so, head in, or head first into that thing. So you guys what? Just literally grab each one leg per guy and just yank his ass out? No, because of how high up he was, the a fire department put up ladders on both sides and then used like a winch basically to winch him out uh, in reverse. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and now do you have to take him to the hospital to get screened or you just let the guy go? Uh, if I remember right, he did not go to the hospital. Okay. I'm sure he did not want to based on no, the fact no, he was committing no. a crime, but <laughs> five hours upside down. <laughs> That's why I'm always afraid of those inversion tables because I have back issues. I've mm -hmm. always thought about getting one for my house. But, man, if I get stuck upside down, I am screwed. Didn't we have I someone call? Uh, I feel yes. like a woman called us a couple of years ago. Yes. And I, was it just an aversion table? Yes. Okay. So well, yeah. was it hers? Or was she like messing around on it? I think she may have been messing around, but either way, she did end up upside down, and there was nothing she could do about that it. That might have even been like a video that went viral on the internet, or a news story, or something like that. That somebody just they flipped upside down, and they <laughs> they were videoing themselves doing it, but then they couldn't get themselves back up. And that is an issue if no one else is around, mm -hmm. right? Especially if you're a little on the top heavy side, like it, it, it can be a hard to get that counter. That's going. a good again, point. Again, yeah. I think you would pass out. Eventually, yes. sure. I mean, in your in your core, trying to sit up and move. I mean, that's like that's like a, a hardest sit up you can do, yeah. hanging upside down. So you're not going to be able to to try that very many times. I mean, Rocky oh yeah. She, are, so she was in a gym and strapped into one and got stuck upside down. And it was like what three in the morning, same kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. Just late at night. What uh, what part of you got uh, grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. You're a strong fella. You can get one, Miles. I could get one, but one. if, I, but if, if it doesn't quite flip like, up. I mean, 10 reps on that. <laughs> I, might be out of, I might be out of luck. We have an interesting text here. Uh, it says, I had my top lip stuck in an escalator. Naturally, I responded, how? It says, messing around as a kid, and I face-planted. It caught my lip and dragged me up the escalator. A stranger pulled me out before I went under. Oh, my. So he went wow. all the way up the wow. freaking escalator by the lip. Do you not Jesus. look at your shoes? Damn like, it. Do you like look at every your time. shoelaces when you get on an escalator? Every that's time. that's every my time. number one thing. I mean, going through the airport every time. Look down. Yeah, even the walking, even the walking uh, sidewalks. Yeah, the, what are they called? People, people mover. Yeah, yeah I, mean, I do the same thing I'm every like, single time. I get wigged out. But I did see a girl once. It was a girl I knew. We were kids, kids. But yeah, she got her shoelaces stuck in the top of the escalator, and the thing had like a fail safe, so it stopped. But she couldn't get her foot out of the shoe because it pulled the laces so tight. And you couldn't really grab the lace because it was sucked under the escalator. We're at a department store. I have a real fuzzy memory of this. I was like five or six. But I remember the entire time, they're just her blood-curdling scream. I know it's mostly out of fear. But I just remember her screaming, and I kept distancing myself from her because it was getting embarrassing. You know what I mean? I was there with her mom, so I let her mom deal with it. But I'm like, I, I don't know her. What, what part of you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Allie. Welcome to the men's room. Hi, guys. Oh, I'm so excited to be calling in right now. I, is um, this mean that you have a terrible story to tell? Well, I have a good story, and I've never even thought about calling in before, but this is a good story. I knew you'd like it. Um, I was 
my daughter was six months old. It was the first time we had been out of the house without her. So I'm still breastfeeding at the time. My boobs are enormous. And we're at a wedding. And we're decorating the car for the bride and groom, you know, to, like, drive away in. All right. But kind of leaning over the car, throwing, I don't know, crate paper or whatever on it. And someone shuts the door real innocently, right? And my nipple is stuck in the door. Oh, oh my God. goodness. Yeah. So um, I don't know what to say at this point. You know, it's kind of like, ah, yeah, uh, uh, and I'm like, oh, my, my nipple. And people are like, your nipple. And eventually someone notices what's going on, opens the door. Course, freeze my freeze, freeze the over. nipple. What's that? Freeze the nipple. Free, someone freeze my nipple, yes. Um, my buddies, one of my buddies runs right over to make sure I'm okay. Mm. Check my nipple. Everything's fine. Yeah, but what about <laughs> but no, when that what about when that kid latched back onto that thing and raw dogged it and right. we're like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it being painful, but um okay. it was it was pretty funny, and uh, we all got a good laugh out of that. How how long okay, was yeah. your nipple stuck in the door? You know, it had to have been a good 30 seconds. God, man. Too long. How big or long yeah. are your nipples that it got caught in the door? I mean, was it just nipple with no boob? No, um, yeah, it was just nipple. Imagine... Farrah Fawcett. Because you're not a woman, but breastfeeding, they get kind of, you know... Your baby's on there a lot. <laughs> I, I got you. I got you, man. You stretch just, out. Yeah. Wow. Hey, my, co my cousin, uh, when, when, when we were younger, this is probably like five years old, the big old heavy car doors, he closed the he closed yeah. two fingers into the door, but his hands, his, his, his fingers weren't that big, and the gap was just enough. So when he closed the door with his fingers in it, the door completely closed. Yeah. And he was outside screaming. I mean, he went out there to get something, like something in the car, whatever the deal was. So the story goes. I don't know how long he was out there, but the fact that the door actually closed, closed with, all the way with his fingers in it, it was, man, it's like some like old Buick LeSabre or some just mm. giant car. But either way, I, I know for a fact that they thought for a little while that they're going to have to get rid of the fingers. But that, then, that would be my assumption then, as soon as I but, see it. But then the fingers came back and whatever the deal was. I thought I'd cut my toes off. I was like five or six years old. My mother and I were at the grocery store. We are now leaving. And we had a 1973 Pontiac Grand Am, and it's two-door. And if you open these doors and push it off a cliff, the thing would float down. Right? And these doors were huge. My mom was nice, let me sit in the front seat, but she's like, hey, man, you got to close the door. But I physically had to get out of the car to, to pull grab it. Right. And I'm a kid, so you're not thinking where your body parts are in relation to the task at hand. And my right foot was hanging just a little bit out. But, man, I slammed that door. And I, I just remember how sharp the pain was. And it's probably the most high-pitched scream I've ever let out. But it did not quite close all the way. So I opened it, but I had those original nasty-ass $5 Chuck Taylors. But the rubber fish head part was completely cut open. Wow. And there was Oof. a little bit of graze on my toes, but, I mean, that, that freaked me out. What, uh, what part of you got grabbed, stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Scott. Welcome to the men's room. Hola. How's it going, guys? Hola. So I'll try to keep this kind of short, but it lasted for, well, still dealing with it. But anyway... I have a open cab Kubota tractor with a front end loader and a backhoe. All right. And I was going to do a private yard job and traveling alongside the highway there. The ditch is probably three or four feet down. So 
I'm cruising along and off to the right, this lady's coming down the hill to the intersection and I didn't think she was going to stop. And as I looked up at her, the right front tire of the tractor went in the ditch and ejected me off the tractor and the back rear wheel landed on my leg. Ooh. And so I'm pinned under this tractor in this ditch. Luckily, my son was behind me and was able to get the outriggers out and the bucket out and pick the tractor up off me. And I'm trying to pull my leg out from under the tire. Well, I didn't realize that I had broken my foot. And so my foot is 90 degrees from my knee. It's stuck into the bank. So I had to dig my foot out of the bank and kind of pull myself back up onto the ditch. And the funny part is, I don't know if it's funny, but the fire department's only like a block away. But it still took them 20 minutes to get there. <laughs> so how's your leg now? Since um, you're still dealing with it. Yeah, no. It, uh, I called my wife as I'm laying there because she was working in the emergency room. And uh, I said, yeah, I'm on my way. I'll see you soon. <laughs> and so they wheeled me into the emergency room. Um, had to have two doctors come in and reset it. Mm. And then I had surgery the next day. And I still have a steel plate and 10 screws in my leg. Yeah, I would think you do after a tractor rolls over you. Now, did, yeah. that, did that total the tractor? No, it didn't hurt the tractor at all. You know, Kubota should uh, yeah. advertise that. We could run your ass over and snap your foot in half you, and our tractors and, keep and, on rolling. Have you gotten back on it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, all I right. use it pretty much every week. All right. Yeah, that, that story got awful once you said your foot was at a 90 degree. And you know how big those tires are. They're massive. Yeah. Oh, here's another uh, good text that came in. It says, when I was about five or six years old, my brother convinced me to climb inside of a refrigerator box. Then he proceeded to duct tape me inside, cut a small air hole on the side of the box. They left me there for hours until my mom came home. They point out they're claustrophobic to this day. Yeah. That will do it, man. God damn. What part of you got uh, grabbed, <laughs> stuck, or trapped? 206-803-ROCK. Hello, Quindarius. Welcome to the men's room. Greetings, gents. Oh, yeah. Hey, uh, so I was uh, working, I work in a weed grow, and we were hanging a, some gear up in the ceiling, and I had a uh, unistrut, it's uh, two pieces of metal, and I, I'm up on, on a ladder about 12 feet up, and I had lost a bet. I had about a, I was two years into this beard that I had to grow. I had to grow a beard for three years, and, and I hated it. And the thing gets caught in between these two pieces of unistrut, and it's roto-hammered together. There's no getting that out. And I didn't realize it until I started climbing down the ladder. <laughs> I took a step down, and my and my head just was stuck up in there, and I'm I'm hanging by my my beard off of this <laughs> unistrut, and uh, all on cameras because we got cameras everywhere in there. But I uh, I hated that beard, and it, I used to get it caught in my car window and all that. But the worst one was hanging by my head from this from this unistrut. I can see and, how that's uh, the worst one. Why did you have to grow a beard? Lost a bet. Yeah, but uh, let's right, right, more that. importantly, what what was and, that bet? Uh, a guy was supposed to give us fifty grand on a loan for the grow to do do some stuff we wanted to do in the beginning, and. Uh, 
he backed out. I had a buddy. He goes, ah, that guy's going to back out. And I go, no, he's solid. He's solid. It's going to go. And he goes, I'll bet you. you gotta, he had a beard. He said he'd shave his off if the guy paid. And he didn't pay. So I paid three years. So you I didn't get the money. Just, yeah, no money. And you had to grow a beard. And I had to grow a beard for three does that, okay, years. Does that mean that you, you were not allowed to trim it? So whatever the length it was, it just had to keep on growing? Gnarly as hell. Yeah, it <laughs> horrible. The deal was I couldn't touch it. What did your face look like after you shaved? I got to know, just like blackheads or just right, right. what's underneath there, you know? No, it no, hasn't I, seen the light of day. It was, it was a little weird looking because I think all the follicles are open, you know? Yeah. That first couple, three days. Yeah, no tan. Had white. <laughs> you know, I tan pretty easy. I'm, a, I'm like, a, you know, I, I get dark. So did you look like a clown? Yeah. I'm salt and pepper. I look like I look like Gandalf. Everybody called me Gandalf. <laughs> Three years, man. Hello, Gandalf. <laughs> <laughs> Who sucks less is uh, coming up along with your emails from the men's room at KISW.com next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 